Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Bellisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Bellisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. So my name is Taylor Harrington. I'm a senior at Penn State studying advertising with minors in disability studies and entrepreneurship. I'm really passionate about finding a way to promote inclusion through advertising. Um, that's really ultimately what I want to do. So I've kind of centered my different activities at Penn State around that. Cool. So so how did you fall upon that passion? How did you discover advertising was, was the outlet that you wanted to pursue? Sure. So uh, I think even when I toured Penn State, I fell in love with the program. I you know, went to something where Bob Martin was here, and he talked about the college and the type of people who were involved, all of the different things that people could do as a part of the College of Com. And I fell in love with just the way he talked about it, the way he talked about the professors. I felt like my personality would fit well in the college. And then once I got into the end of my freshman year, I kind of thought, okay, this interest in disability is something that um, I didn't want to lose as a part of my college education. So I picked up the disability studies minor and also the entrepreneurship minor. I've always kind of been a go-getter and someone who likes to start stuff. So it kind of seemed like a no-brainer. And I've been able to bring all three of those passions together um, now that I'm a senior. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's, Let's talk a little bit about that, sort of bringing all of those things together. How did you find the overlap between all three of those interests? Yeah, so I think it all really started um, my sophomore year. It was the fall, and I was in a class called Engineering 310, which is through my entrepreneurship New Ventures minor. And my professor was Bob Bury. He's a great guy. And so he kind of got to know me as a student. We used to walk to, I went to New Leaf, and I went to go study there. It's kind of been my outlet away from school, um, away from my dorm studying. So I was walking there, and he would walk to Launchbox every day after class. So we kind of got to know each other on our walk, and he figured out what I was passionate about. And one day he, um, he said, wait a second. He's like, please tell me you know who Mary Elizabeth is from Project Vive at Launchbox. And I was like, I have no idea who she is. And so he said, well, she's having this event tonight, and this woman, Arlen, is speaking for the very first time with a device. Um, she has a disability, and she's never been able to speak. She's 70 years old. And so she's sharing her poems tonight with an audience and using Mary Elizabeth's device through Project Vive called the Vosbox. And I was like, sign me up. I'm coming to the event. And so he was like, all right, I'll see you there. And so later that night, I met Mary Elizabeth. And that was my first real experience where I was able to pull all of those interests together. Um, I ended up becoming her marketing intern, and I really was the one person doing her marketing at the time. She had set up um, social media accounts, and I really took charge of, okay, how are we going to brand ourselves? What is this going to look like? They started an Indiegogo campaign for fundraising, and that was kind of my job was over the next two months of the rest of the semester, how do we get the word out about this campaign, and how do we uh, get traction on it? So. That was, yeah, that was kind of my first experience with it. And ever since then, I've gotten involved in different ways. I had an internship at the Ad Council in New York City with uh, an alumni, uh, Ellen Fisher, which at the Ad Council does a lot of different campaigns to support um, inclusion and diversity. So, yeah, I've been very involved in it. And right now I'm writing a thesis um, for my minor, which is my final part of the minor. Um, and it's on how to represent disability in advertising. And I think no matter what company I go to after college, it's going to be um, a valuable thing to know. And something that I can take anywhere. So So how did you originally become passionate about including 
people with disabilities? Yeah, so um, I guess it started at a young age. My uncle has autism. He has Asperger's, so it's definitely a very mild case of autism. And when I was really young, I remember going to my Uncle Jimmy's house, and my Uncle Danny would be there, and we would go and sit in the family room, and we would play um, all different board games. We would play Trivial Pursuit. We would watch the Yankees games together. We would do all different things, and I remember thinking, like, oh, he's, like, the cool uncle because he, like, hangs out with the kids. And everyone else would, you know, be in the other room talking about issues and politics and all that stuff. And I was like, no, thank you, so I'll keep playing games. Um, So my Uncle Danny and I got along really well then. And then I remember going to my kindergarten class um, and, you know, my first elementary school experience. And I was lucky enough to be a part of the school that was like the satellite campus for anyone who had a physical disability. It was a one floor uh, elementary school. So that's kind of why they chose this um, one. And they were able to staff it so that there were people there for the special ed program. So when I got there and I had kids with disabilities in my class, it seemed natural to get along with them and be a part of that because, you know, I had that experience with my uncle. I didn't see them as being any different than me being different in different ways. I, you know, I just saw my uncle as my uncle and I saw these people as classmates just as they were um, any other classmate. And so going through that, I think, was a really lucky experience for me. And I don't think a lot of people were exposed to that. And when I came to college, I realized a lot of people really weren't exposed to that. And a lot of people said, oh yeah, the kids who had disabilities went to a different school or they were only in this program, they were never integrated. And I just realized that, hey, this is something that's important and something I want to be a part of. That's awesome. So you also have your own Etsy shop. Do you want to talk about how that started? Sure. So it was, I guess, two years ago um, in the summer. I vacationed in Nantucket with my family. Downtown, there's this little place called Blue Beetle, and it's my favorite shop in the little downtown. And they had these pearl chokers. They were like little suede um, necklaces with a pearl choker on them. And so I was looking at them, and I was like, Mom, these are super cute. They're super trendy. I keep seeing them on social media. And they were like $48. And then my mom was like, you're not buying one of those for $48. And I was like, okay, fine, but it's from Nantucket, so like maybe I should. And she was like, no, like that's so much money. So then the next day it happened to rain and I was like, why don't we go jewelry making? Like that's something we can do on this little island that there was a little shop and something my mom and I could do together. And my brothers, you know, went and watched sports games. <laughs> so we went to this jewelry shop and I found these like pearls that were exactly like the ones they use at Blue Beetle. Oh, wow. And I also found this suede. And so when I was talking to the woman at the shop, this older woman, she was like, oh yeah, like so many ladies have been in here making these necklaces. And then she said, do you know the, like the, the shop Blue Beetle? And I was like, yeah, of course, my favorite shop. I was just there yesterday. She was like, yeah, they get their supplies from here and this is where they make them. And I'm like, what the heck? Like $48? <laughs> I could be making this for less than $5. So I sat down with my mom and we made a few necklaces and I think I made 12. And then I kind of just started this Instagram account called Sonder Designs, which I later changed to Sonder Connections because Sonder Designs was stolen on uh, Etsy when I opened that up. Um, Yeah, bummer. Um, But yeah, so then I started the Instagram account. I kind of ran it just from people giving me cash. When I got back to school, when I got to be a little bit bigger, I made it an Etsy account and then I adopted a new product. I did uh, sunglasses where I paint on a phrase from that school. So for example, for Penn State, it's we are, of course. Um, So there are game day sunglasses, but I've also done Go Blue for Michigan. I've done different ones for Tulane, uh, Ohio State, a few few different schools. So I ship them across the US. That's so cool. So you've done the Etsy shop. You did the internship with Project Vive. 
and you've done several other marketing internships that I'm sure we won't even be able to have time to talk about all of them. How do you how do you balance all these different aspects of your life? And can you maybe give some advice to other comm students who are also trying to figure out how to balance everything? Yeah, um, I think I've always been that kind of a person. I thrive off of being a part of a bunch of different circles, I would say. So dipping my feet into the different you know circles of activities and internships and stuff is something I've always loved, um, getting to know people, getting to better understand people. And I think that's kind of central to who I am and why I do what I do. But, you know, in terms of advice, I would say, I think, really listen to what your professors have to say your freshman year, because I think that I got to know all my professors on a first name basis. I would go and, you know, talk to them. Like I said, I would walk with Bob all the way to New Leaf. So I think like I I did a really good job of getting to them and they're huge resources for us. And HOAG is another professor who I had my freshman year. She was my first year seminar professor and it was on entrepreneurship. And I was like, that's where I really got involved in thinking about the minor too. And so I listened to what she had to say about going to New Leaf, and I found a community there that I got involved with. So I think it was a lot about prioritizing what do I want to get out of my four years here? And for me, it was meeting people, being involved, and learning. And I think every opportunity that I take, I really think, okay, how am I going to learn from this? And what is it benefiting me? Am I going um, forward and making a new step? So yeah, hopefully, hopefully that helps some younger students. I, I love talking to them and just saying, you know, get out there and do something because if you don't do it, it's not going to happen. And talking to people, I guess, is the other big thing is networking because you talk to one professor like Bob and he's like, oh, do you know Mary Elizabeth? And then suddenly I'm talking to Mary Elizabeth. And then suddenly she's like, oh, do you know Lee at the launch box? And I'm talking to Lee. And then suddenly I was the, you know, I was the VP of marketing for InnoBlue, the entrepreneurship club. So things just lead to each other like a domino effect. And, and that's, that's what's pretty crazy is once you start to get to know people, everyone at Penn State knows someone else that might be helpful for you. So yeah. it's, it's the best thing. It's that Penn State connection. It can't right. be beat. For sure. Yeah. So, so what's your, I guess, goal for after graduation? What's the, what's the dream job? Yeah, so uh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now it's, it's hard because I'm trying to understand, like, Okay, so I'm going to live at home right after graduation, save some money, and be responsible. <laughs> um, and I luckily live in Connecticut, so I can commute into New York, which is ideal for, you know, advertising and kind of what I want to do. So that I'm definitely going to take advantage of and kind of, you know, target jobs that are there. In terms of what kind of jobs, I think to start off, I'm really interested in either working um, in a company's marketing department or on the agency side. I'm definitely open to both and want to learn more as the application process continues because I think if there's an agency I fall in love with, I you know could easily be signing up for that versus um, you know taking something in a marketing team inside of a company. So I think that it's hard to narrow that down, and I've been exposed to both sides of it, so I'm interested in both sides. And then I think the whole diversity inclusion part of my education and interests um, and passion is that it can be applied anywhere. And that's what's so cool about it is that not a lot of people study it. Some people are passionate about it, which is awesome. How excited to be on their team, you know, and teach them what I've learned and compare notes. But I think to have the background in that and be able to say at the end of the semester, I'll have, you know, about a 40 page research paper on how to best represent people in advertising that have disabilities, which is just one small group of the diversity spectrum. I think that's that's probably uh, something that'll be valuable to employers and something I'm excited about. So I want to find a company that would be excited about that and would be excited about the challenge of, 
okay, this is something that needs to happen soon and now. How are we going to do it and how are we going to make this better so that more people are represented? Awesome. Great. I think I think that's all the questions I have. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or talk about that I haven't asked you about? You know, I think one thing that another piece of advice is to not only make time for the things that you think will look good on a resume, but make time for the things at Penn State that will make you happy and take you outside of your comfort zone. So, like, for example, you know, some of the things I just talked about, going to Mary Elizabeth's talk, for example, you know, that was something that, like, I thought could lead to an internship. So I probably did that for professional purposes, but it was also a passion of mine, which is cool because I'm studying what I'm passionate about, which is, you know, something that should happen. (laughs) But, you know, so I think that was kind of more, you know, in some ways more of a professional thing. I have gone outside of my comfort zone. I have taken a belly dancing class here. <laughs> yeah, the other day, I so I'm very creative. I work at the Makery Craft Studio downtown. As you can tell by my Etsy business, I love creating in different ways. Yeah, so w- like the other day, I saw these posters that there was these Penn State art classes. I've seen them every year, and I just haven't attended one. Um, but it's only like $5 for a student to go and make something. So I looked at the calendar on Monday and I saw in two hours there was a paint your own dessert plate class. So I decided, you know what, I have a busy week, but this will be a good way to de-stress and to, um, you know, kind of take some time for myself where I'm not worrying about, oh, how is this going to further my career? or How is this going to look on my resume? Because clearly a painting class isn't going to end up on my resume. But it was something I was doing for myself and took time to you know, really reflect and be like, oh, this is something I need in my week in order to get through the rest of it because it's something that I enjoy. So I went and did that with one of my friends. So it's just Penn State has so much to offer and to close yourself off and not look at those sort of things is kind of crazy. Like I I just think that I've learned so much from my experiences of going outside of my comfort zone and doing some of those things that I I would hope that other people would do that too. You know, look on the community state college calendars, figure out what kind of jobs are here at Penn State. Like I said, like the Makery Craft Studio, that's that's not something that I'm putting on my resume to get a job. It's because I love it and something I love doing and being in an environment that I love. So yeah, I think I think that's my final piece of advice for students listening. Awesome. Thanks so much. Well, thank you so much for having me, Katie. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Penn State Conversations. For more information about the Donald P. Bellisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit bellisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Bellisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.